0: Hey, folks, just a reminder that the Liquor Lamp Podcast is now available on Stitcher. You can download the app, you can rate us, you can review us, you can share us with your friends, and you can have us on the go. That's the Liquor Lamp Podcast now available on Stitcher. All right, let's do this, people. I really need this to work. It's time for the Liquor Lamp Podcast with Joe Joe Lewis. Hey, folks, welcome to the Liquor Lamp Podcast with JoJo Lewis. I am JoJo Lewis. That means you are now listening to the Liquor Lamp Podcast. Either you downloaded the Stitcher app and are listening to us via that on the go or whatever, or you're listening to us online via iTunes, maybe our website at theliquorlamp.blogspot.com. In any event, thank you so much for listening to us. I'm JoJo Lewis. Uh, you guys, this week has been a week of distractions for me. That's something that I think I contend with quite often, and maybe you guys do too. Uh, I love to be distracted. It's my absolute favorite thing because it takes away from everything inside of me that I'm not happy about. Like on Monday, just on a whim, I went out, I picked up a a 3DS. I don't have any 3DS games. I don't even really like playing games on the go, but it was new and it was like 100 bucks and I was like, yeah, I could get one of those. That'll, That'll fill the void inside of who I am and it didn't but I have it and it's pretty awesome. I've been doing that a lot this week. Like I, I, I've i been just trying to find ways to take my mind off of all the things that I know I need to do to make my life better than it is. And that, I think, is a, a problem. I don't know how many of you guys have to deal with that, but there's a lot of things that I have that I own or that activities I take part in just because I don't want to pay attention to how not happy I am with everything around me. Maybe that's a human thing. Maybe that's an American thing. All I know for sure is, uh, I bought a, a credit card sized computer called a Raspberry Pi and I turned that into a retro game console so I can play all kinds of cool, like old school video games on it. Um, And it it took me like uh, like an hour or two to set it up. I had to wait a week for the parts to arrive. I was thinking about it the whole time. When I finally got it and set up, I was like, you know what? I, I don't play retro games for a reason. Like, they're not the most fun thing in the world to me because I have a PlayStation 4. Again, something I got to just distract me from all of the tests I'm supposed to take and all the stuff I'm supposed to write and all the risks I'm supposed to be taking to make my life better, I'm a creature of distraction. I, I don't do drugs and I don't drink, so I have to kind of take my mind off of humanity in other ways. And it seems like the way that I've chosen is to just kind of overload myself watching reruns of Star Trek The Next Generation while playing Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. That's how I'm deciding to spend this week, probably a lot of next week as well, and it took a lot for me to just get over across the hallway to the Liquor Lamp Studio in my house in order to record this opening. Uh, this, like, this podcast, I'm starting to write some articles for ComedySpotNation.com, which you should check out. Uh, these minor things, they're the only thing that are giving my life any kind of semblance right now of order or, or or significance. Outside of this, I just kind of wander. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing with myself or, or what I'm supposed to be working toward. I spent 30 minutes in a sports authority just staring at a, at a practice longbow, like a bow to shoot arrows and shit. And I was just looking at it and like, I think I could, I, maybe I'm an, an arrow guy. Maybe if I get that, I'll be able to work off the fact that I, I weigh 100 pounds more than I, I... I've gained 10 pounds a year for the past, like, 12 years, which is not a sustainable level of growth. Um, and I think, oh, maybe if I have a, a... I'll learn archery and I'll lose weight. But then I look at videos of archers online, which are a thing. They're all fat. They're all fat because they stand still and shoot stuff at a distance. It's a lazy man's weapon. Anyway... The point I'm trying to make is I am, uh, I'm easily distracted, and I'm fighting against it, and I'm losing. Uh, maybe it'll get better. Probably won't. But now I've told you, so if any of you see me fucking around, uh, you can tell me to get my shit together. In any event, let's get on with today's interview. That's what you call No Transition. Today on the show, I'm talking to Daniel Humbarger he's uh he went to law school and he's a outstanding stand-up comedian we'd never actually talked before this and we actually had a really good chat so uh, without further ado here's my conversation with the very funny daniel humbarger check it out
1: I've been doing pretty good yeah I, yeah i normally have something to bitch about or whatever even though i usually keep it to myself but it's uh i don't know it's good yeah I'm i fun right
0: now i remember like for like i haven't seen you at mike's for a while but i yeah. always hear about you like doing shit like you're always um. out at like legit shows i know you got the the firm every wednesday uh you've been you've been like a busy a busy cat lately right
1: yeah and that uh, maybe that's why uh, I'm starting to feel better. I'm not just hanging out in my room <laughs> drinking by myself uh yeah no I, I I feel good about the shows that I've been doing lately um I just you know a lot of it what it is is uh um I was avoiding mics as well i just I was going through a weird time uh-huh. i'm like man i'm I'm depressed, drinking a lot, you know, probably smoking a little too much um didn't want to be around people interesting sick of comedy, sick of being around comedians. Uh, just all of that stuff. And then I thought, man, if it, if I'm not having fun, then why am I doing this? Okay. And, uh, then I realized, um, you know what, like my attitude, it's up to me to kind of, to kind of change it. And so I've cut back on my drinking. Uh, I haven't really smoked all that much at all really recently. Okay. And then, uh, um, I just decided to get back out there. I mean, part of it was I think I was just frustrated at myself, too. In, like, in what particular way? Just, you know, like uh, there comes a time where my thing is I, I'm constantly trying to grow and get better. And right. so when my wheels right. are spinning, it gets frustrating. And just it, it was a difficult year, like uh, 2013 and, and early 2014. Um, just, you know, I had my heart stomped. Uh, life was being unkind, shit was unfair, blah, blah, blah. Like life was just being the way that it gets sometimes. Yeah. 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 And, uh, but I mean, everything's kind of just slowly starting getting better. It's like, you know, you reach a point where you're like, fuck, I'm at bottom. It's time to turn this shit around. <laughs> and, uh, and so now it, I don't know. And that's kind of reflective of comedy itself where, you know, okay. Peaks and valleys and just some of those valleys last longer than you'd like them to. And some of the peaks don't last as long as you would like them to. But yeah. But right now it's a good time to 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 be doing it, and um, I don't know. Like I said, wheels were spinning. I was frustrated at myself. I didn't feel like I was really growing as much as I wanted to. It's time to write some new jokes, uh-huh. and then um, and then now recently my thing has been um, just attacking uh, my weaknesses as far as like delivery and um, cadence and stuff like that. I'm really trying to fine tune all of that stuff. So, okay, yeah. okay,
0: yeah. that's good. And you uh, right now this weekend for for those of you when you listen uh, to this, he's uh, he. Are you opening or are you, are you featuring or are you hosting? Hosting. You're hosting yeah, for yeah. Uh, Tommy John again yeah. this weekend, which is pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> it, it, man, it,
1: yeah, I, uh, I agree. Uh, when I got the dates from Molly, I of course, I said yes immediately. Uh, doesn't matter who it is. I'm just like, yeah, I can do it. And then I looked at who was going to be. And I saw his Tommy John again, and I was just like, "F yeah," because <laughs> dude, I, I like him. He's a funny dude, yeah. and um, man, I, uh, I I'm a fan of his uh, of his comedy. And so it's been going well. He's uh, he's a nice guy. Um, supposed to get lunch today, I guess. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but it was cool. He was open to uh, feedback and whatnot too. He did some some new material last night, and I was like, "Man, I really enjoyed it." And He's like, "Yeah," he's like, I wasn't sure if I was gonna you know go with it because he's getting a little dark and personal. It's about nice, his. Um, nice about his dad dying of cancer okay and so uh that is know, intense for especially yeah like yeah, he's yeah. you know normally he talks about how his you know like shit that he says to his girlfriend and uh <laughs> the awkward, awkward situation that he gets into and it's it's super funny stuff but to to hear him take this uh this new direction is is pretty cool
0: is that so. kind of something that you you kind of see yourself try, starting to want to move toward
1: yeah, for sure, man. I mean, I just because <laughs> I'm thinking about I, the
0: jokes, I I, I just like your the ones I've seen that always hit are they're they're normally like they're really silly. Yeah, like, yeah. They're kind of happy, silly yeah. bits. Like I think of the 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 garbage island, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like are, are, is that something like you is that something like you admire in in, in comedy its ability to kind of deal with that stuff?
1: Yeah, um, it, it definitely is. I just. Uh, and, and I'm glad that you brought up the silliness because that's another reason that lately I'm trying to work on my delivering cadence and whatnot. I don't. I want to be able to tell a joke, and just tell a joke. And I, I realized by watching some of my sets recently from like say four or five months ago. Right. Um, hey man, I don't. I don't need to fucking smile all the time. It's like I, I feel kind of more like I was selling the joke, and and I don't want to do that. I want. I want the material to just. You know, obviously, stand on its own, and I've always been that way. But sometimes you don't realize what you're doing until you take a time out and look at yourself uh, from a critical viewpoint, and be like, you know what, man, I need to do this differently, or I could be better if I did that differently. And so, okay, yeah.
0: And for you, it was it was smiling a lot and kind of.
1: Yeah, I don't want to like I don't want to be thought it was like hammy and stuff like that.
0: Oh yeah, okay. You know what I mean? I can see that. Yeah, and so, <laughs> uh,
1: and and yeah, and here's the deal, Jojo. I uh, I watched uh one of my first sets that I ever did in comedy yeah uh it, it was one of it, it had to be one of my first four or five times getting on stage oh jesus and it, it was terrible it was fucking <laughs> it was terrible man it was so brutal to to just watch that and i was like man that Like, it feels like another person when I'm watching it, Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I have to be real and be like, but that was me. Like, I have to accept that that's where I was at in college. It's like the Ark of the
0: Covenant. You got to stare. Yeah. I just (laughs) like, oh, yeah. And (laughs) it's, I
1: saw my soul slowly die. Um, But, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, that's, that's my thing. I mean, I, given my background and, and what I've done, it's like inherently, or at least intrinsically, I can kind of know, okay, I'm a smart guy and I can figure things out. But unless I'm willing to, you know, be real with myself and confront it and, and try to make that effort to get better, it's just not going to happen. So.
0: Yeah, I, I totally understand that. Yeah. And I think it's a, uh, I think that, that you are a smarter cat. That also, like, that could be, that could actually stand in the way. Cause I know, like, I'm relatively educated. I can intellectualize away pretty much doing anything. Yeah. Like I'm smart enough that I can just talk myself out of shit. like convincingly.
1: Yeah, of course, man. Well, especially you, you're so verbose as well. Uh, It's not only can you talk yourself into it. I could say words. I don't understand. Like, I guess I'm right. Not only can you talk yourself into it, but you can sound good doing it.
0: (laughs) No doubt. No doubt. So you were, you were, um, you were a lawyer. I was. You were. How yeah. long, how long... I mean, were- technically, I guess I still am, but I wouldn't hire me, so. <laughs> <laughs> Not with those videos floating around on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, no, kidding. So, you were... So how, long do, how long were you a lawyer for, like, actually, like, practicing?
1: So, I passed the bar in 2009, and the last real legal work that I did, it's probably been over a year, so... What's that? Four or five years? Yeah, yeah.
0: About four or five. Yeah. Wow, that's okay. Okay. What why are, even what's,
1: what yeah. Yeah, why ahead. lawyer? Why? Yeah. Because why uh, that's so not
0: something you just like, yeah, I think I'll do that. Like it's something like Or is it your, is sometimes. Is it? So. Is, that, is, that, is that what it was for you? Was it just <laughs> that, like I'll just do that? Well, here's the deal. At the at the
1: time I uh I was in undergrad and I was going to get my degree in urban studies and planning so like city planning basically civil engineering what have you and uh i i just thought okay is is during uh the presidential election between with like is Kerry versus bush and john edwards was his running mate right and man i was just uh i was i was taken off my feet by john edwards you know i was like oh man he's like he's a handsome dude, he's a lawyer. <laughs> that's uh, the first thing he, you've you pull. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh he uh you know, he's, he's just he he looked like and especially the stuff that he said, it was like it's easy to kind of fall for the guy uh-huh. because you're like, Oh, I, I like what he's saying, and you know, it seems like his heart's in the right spot, and blah, blah blah and that's you know, I was naive, I guess, as as we all are when it comes to politics sometimes. Right. You right. know, you don't have... anyway. Uh but I saw him, he was an attorney. And, you know, given my background, my family background, I, I was raised, you know, white trash. Basically, I talk about that. On yeah, stage you said sometimes. that. You said that. Uh, and so I was actually the first uh, the first male in my family to graduate high school. Right. And that's dumb, but whatever. Like, it was a big deal. Yeah. And no, like, no that's, oh. a, that's a big. moment. Yeah. And yeah. then so even just going to college was was like, whoa. And then, so at the time I thought, man, there's no way, like being an attorney is for people from other families. It's not for me, you know, like that's, I just, I didn't think it was, then I was like, well, why not? And then I started thinking about it and, uh, just given how smitten I was with John Edwards and I saw, oh, he had an attorney background and I was like, and I think I can do this. And more than anything, I I had a fiance at the time, Uh uh, and, uh so her family all very well educated well to do and so it was very important for them that i had quote unquote a good job and and that type of thing so basically yeah all of that went into the decision making process and i was like hey this is something for me like i'd wanted to do comedy but she was very you know get your head out of the clouds put your feet on the ground and you know have something that's actually going to work and blah, blah blah yeah and so uh so that's why I did it. And I thought, hey, I could be good at this. I like to debate. And uh it seems like a good career choice for me. And um, but then I got into it and I was like, man, this this sucks. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, it just wasn't what you thought it was gonna be, like the It it wasn't, it wasn't, you know. I, I knew it was gonna be a lot of hard work and, and long hours, and uh, and that's fine, but I didn't know that it was gonna be so I guess unrewarding in other ways. I mean, there were times when, you know, especially the, the last job that I had as criminal defense attorney, uh, we won this huge trial and, and man, that felt good. That felt, it, it was amazing. You know, it's yeah. such a good feeling, but it wasn't as good as when I did the Throckmorton and Robin Williams told me I had a great set. You know what I mean? Interesting. So yeah, it's, uh, it's uh it's it's just not as rewarding as doing this and so i'm not monetarily driven i mean of course i like to be able to be comfortable and whatnot but to me i don't don't care if i have a big house i don't care if i die with a mercedes um or whatever uh i just i I just want to look back on my deathbed and have no regrets
0: oh so look back and like i had a life full of feeling like fulfilled all the time experiences yeah because like how long how long does a case take like Months, years, right? Yeah, it just depends, man. I
1: mean, that one that we worked on, uh, we worked on it for probably six, seven months. And yeah. the trial alone was about like five weeks long. Yeah. You know. And so. if, But if you want to feel feel good at me, it's just like, just go out tonight. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but here's the thing, too. Even if it is, I mean, this is, I guess there's no way to compare it. Say I had, yeah, yeah. Say I had a badass trial that I won in two hours. Like going out to comedy and having a badass set and and winning, if you will, uh, and having having a good night. Uh, between the two, I would. It feels better to me when I'm creating material and making people laugh. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like
0: it feels like it's more.
1: It's just more rewarding to me.
0: Yeah, because it's well, it, it would make sense for that because it is more personal. Yeah, it's more you out there as opposed to just like. Yeah. Like whatever. Like yeah. With, with a case, it's more like. You put together this really good argument, but it's kind of non-essential that you're there. Yeah, almost. almost. Like, well, is that- yeah, but in le- well, that's and that's
1: where being a good attorney comes in. Yeah, like my, the guy that I was working for, excellent attorney, uh, good at speaking to people, and I, I was pretty good at it too, or at least I I feel like I I, w- I know that I would be. And so that also kind of takes the challenge out of it when I'm like oh, I kind of already predict that I'm going to be pretty good at this, so I'd rather try something that. Has more uncertainty, I guess.
0: Did you have like a natural, like, did you, you had a natural, like, showmanship? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: can be, I've been told I can be persuasive and charming. I don't try to be manipulative. Sometimes, I guess, it happens. We all have a weird, you know, thing that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Manipulative <laughs> just means like he's convincing. I don't know. What yeah, else exactly. To say. That's, yeah, it's convincing but devious. Yeah, I don't trust his beard. <laughs> <laughs> Nor should you. say it's, con- it's convincing <laughs> with a devious beard. Like, well, no, because I think about that and uh, like, yeah, I wasn't. I taught people. I teach people, but I taught people for a long time, and um, I realized that like, I no one te- no one teaches you how to be a good like, speaker or teacher. Yeah. It's just, like, you better kind of hope you have this. Right. Otherwise, you're just going to have a room full of people staring at you. And I would always get, like, really high praise for being good in front of people. Cool. But it was not, like, it was a natural thing. And I was, like, this kind of speaks to what I enjoy doing more than, hey, let's talk about books for an hour. Yeah. Which was... <laughs> But see,
1: and that's that's the cool thing about if you're a good teacher, that is a gift because I had professors. And I mean, I'm, I'm sure you did, too, where you sign up for a class and you're like, oh, man, this subject matter is going to be interesting. I'm going to love this class. You go yeah. there. Your professor sucks.
0: Yeah. And then, then he you, makes and, you fucking hate. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah, that's that's a disaster. Yeah.
1: And then that happened in law school with me. I was like, oh, man, I signed up for you know, whatever class thinking oh it's going to be awesome. Professor sucks. Hated that class. Then had to take contracts, which I thought I was going to hate. Had an amazing professor. and I was like, man, contracts are awesome. <laughs> you know? uh, so that's the power of a good teacher. So At least that's a slight difference. And yeah. that kind
0: of is I, that, I feel that that kind of speaks almost a little bit to like. In the like the process of like material, because they're different things. Right. Like the uh, the contract sounds boring. Right. But if you deliver it the right way, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. It's awesome. But then yeah. you get something like homicide law or whatever. Right. And it's like, fuck this. Yeah. This is boring. All yeah, sudden-
1: and that's exactly what happened. Con- <laughs> Contracts <laughs> Professor was cool, man. He's
0: he gets super animated. He
1: was uh he had a lot of John Edwards in him too. He just had that <laughs> <laughs> except for he was vegan, so he looked more jaundiced all the time. But uh, he was Yeah. He just be like, Because he didn't have a
0: valid contract. Like he just had this. <laughs> like Michael J. Fox delivery. It was, it was awesome. It was brilliant. It yeah, was, was, was great. So, you, so you're in law school. You had a, you had a fiance. I did. How long did you, how long was that? Off and on for nine years. Holy Yeah. Shit.
1: So <laughs> I, when you talk about being with your girl for 10 years, uh, I kind of, I feel that I'm like, man, it's, it's a marriage. It doesn't, you don't have to have the ring and the license and all that. It's I look back and, and people – technically, okay, yeah, I've never been married. But, man, I was married. We were married for nine years. We went through the whole shit. And, yeah. I mean, we stayed together longer than some people are married. so Yeah, yeah.
0: You know. I, I always – people always scuff like, when are you going to get married? I'm yeah. like, I don't see the point in it. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't understand how I don't yeah. see the point in it. But yeah. It's like – it, not, I'm not against it personally. It not, but, n- neither am I. But yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm kind of of the opinion, like, because when I say I don't want to do it, I'm always like, well, I don't want to do it because then if I hate her – I'm not going to be able to get out. And right. they're like, no, Joe, you could get divorced. I'm like, that defeats the purpose right. of getting married to me I agree. in some ways. Like, cause it's like, it's supposed to be this permanent thing, but it's,
1: well, I liked how you put it on your show that you did with Johnny, uh, in the opening monologue that you had where, uh, I, I really liked what you said where you wake up every day and you decide to, to be together. Yeah. I thought that was pretty sweet, man. So I thought that was, it's a much better way of looking at it, but, uh, yeah, sorry. Wait, where where were we going with that anyway? Well, no, I
0: was just I was asking like what happened because I know ah. you're not having a fiance now. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I haven't had one for a long time.
1: I haven't even had a girlfriend for just, like three or four years or something. So
0: you were, were you you were you were together all the way through you being in law school, right? Like that. Yeah. And then were you together when you moved out here? No. Okay. Yeah.
1: Cool. Actually. Uh, my graduation party, I think, was the last time I saw her. Really? Yeah. We we knew we were going to go Splitsville, go our separate ways um, about six months or so before I graduated. We kind of kept doing this off and on thing. And finally, I was like, man, let's just let's be off because like, I'm not making you happy. I'm not happy. Blah, blah, blah. You just gotta, Again, it was one of those times where as much as you might want something to work or, or look at things a different way, you just got to look at it objectively and, and hey, this is... This is what's going on, and and she like it's uh, nothing against her, uh, good person, a little too controlling for, for my <laughs> taste. Uh, but you know, what? I kind of I kind of probably needed that at the same time. Uh, I don't know, because when left to my own devices, it can get ugly sometimes.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I totally I, I totally understand that yeah. that mentality. Need yeah. that offset. Yeah. Person. So so it was so last. That's a bummer, man. Like, was it like, was that hard like to deal with just like, I mean, if it's off and on towards the end, but what that moment when it's like is done.
1: Yeah, it was, man. Cause I mean, there's still, I mean, I still love her to this day. I really do. really But at the end of the relationship, it was like, I I loved her like a sister where it's like, I want you to be happy. I want you to find real love. And like, I want to take care of you and protect you and stuff like that. But I, I kind of figured, you know, for where I'm at in my life Uh and, and what she needs or whatever, maybe it's not a good match. You know what I mean? No, no, I get that. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Um, but I mean, honestly, yeah, looking back, uh, she was good for me. I would, you know, a lot, a lot of things that, uh, uh, I'm probably a better person for having had her in my life. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I, you know, I guess, uh, adult enough to, to recognize that. Uh, and she definitely made me a better person. Uh, her family was cool. My dad died when I was 13. So her dad, uh, you know, stepped in and kind of, I viewed him as a father figure. There right. The times right, I could talk to him about certain stuff. So, um, she was, she was good for me. Her family is great. And, uh, I, I don't have anything bad to say. I just, I want her to be happy. Right. And, uh, but you know, does it suck? Yeah, man. <laughs> spent a lot of time together and, and like, but you know, Hey, that's cool. I'll, I'll probably, I'll always care for her for, for the rest of our life. So, I mean, is that such a bad thing? Nah, no, man. no, no, Yeah,
0: definitely not. Yeah. So how'd you pick here?
1: Ah, uh, I used to, uh, be out here in the air force and You're I started out here. Yeah. And uh, yeah. <laughs> really? And then after that, yeah, I went to, uh, <laughs> I went to Sac city community college for a few years. And then, um, some of my air force buddies were out here. I lived with them. Um, so I kind of had, this was, I always knew I wanted to come back to California once I left to go to law school to Arizona. Right. Cause I have family in Arizona, but I hate Arizona. It's I, I didn't ever want to live there, and. Uh, so I, I, I always planned on coming back to California, and uh, it's probably going to be SoCal. That's where my ex fiance's parents were from. Mm-hmm. But then once I, we figured out that that wasn't working, <laughs> uh, my next <laughs> landing spot where I had some, some friends and opportunities was here in Sacramento. And uh-huh. it, it worked out, man. I, I love Sacramento. So, yeah? Yeah.
0: That's good, man. That's yeah. good. I always feel like, I feel like people complain about this place a lot. They do. Which and, is uh, strange to me.
1: Yeah, I mean maybe those complaints were valid five ten years ago, but now I mean if you if you think Sacramento's boring, it's because you're boring. Like you get out of your house. You know? Yeah, I always
0: yeah. I always think about that. It's like oh, this place. There's nothing to do. I'm like, well, what do you want to do? Right. Exactly. Like, yeah. What is it that you're, it's not yeah. happening yeah. here? <laughs> it's like we have no high speed light rail. That I can. <laughs> yeah.
1: Where's all the red carpet? <laughs> events? Yeah, it's like what the know. fuck <laughs> do you want from this place? Yeah. No, shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Man, we don't even have a section of Little Tokyo or anything. I don't. We do have a weak ass Chinatown. I think Carlos, <laughs> Carlos Rodriguez, points that it's out. Like, on it's stage. like three blocks. Yeah, it's, and and one of the buildings is a Denny's or some shit. <laughs> you know, like it's, it is pretty terrible, but no, no, um, no. I,
0: I I totally get the, the weak ass Chinatown. Stuff. <laughs> so okay, so you you moved out here. Did you start doing comedy immediately? when you got out here, or was that more like? That no. Took some time. really
1: No, yeah i uh i yeah because I, I i was kind of like well just i'm gonna abandon my dreams of ever doing comedy it's not practical and Ooh. blah blah blah. and that was definitely the, the the voice of my ex-fiance speaking um but then I, I got out here for a few years i realized man it's i've always wanted to do it and this it's this passion for it's never going to go away and until i just start doing it and um so came out here, worked for a few years, I think, as an attorney. Maybe it was that long. And then started doing stand-up. And uh, I was like, yeah, this is, this is what's up. What was the first set you did? Because you remember you talked about it. Uh, gosh, where was it at? It was a was, was uh, Laughs Unlimited, I think, you know, on the Tuesday open mic night. Did you bring people? Of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh,
0: man. Or okay. No,
1: actually, you know what? I went there, and I tried to get up. I didn't get up. And they're like, uh, you know, I, uh, it wasn't it wasn't management at laughs. It was whoever was running the open mic at the time. Uh, they're like, hey, well, we can't get you up this week. But if you come back next week for the showcase, uh, you know, we can get you up then. It's like, you know, we'll book you for it. They made it sound like it was a, a big deal. And they're like, and then everybody that you bring, like you'll get a few bucks for each person that you bring. And I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, dude. And then I brought out like 14 people huh. two weeks later. And uh, they're like, there we go. A lot of people come out and blah, blah, blah. But uh, so I didn't get up at laughs. And so I think I went. It's like the next night or the night after there was a they used to have an open mic at Poe Boys. Do you remember that? Were <laughs> I, you ever there? That no? was before my time. Okay. I've
0: heard Poe Boys was terrible. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it, was, <laughs> it wasn't It was
1: the worst of the worst. That would be tea, they used to do open mic at T2s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God damn. And I guess I,
0: <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> no one could ever just say T2 without being like. Ugh. Yeah, no,
1: it's uh, it's the trench warfare of fucking comedy, you know. It even smells like rotten body parts because I guess they, it's like a swingers club or something on other nights. Yeah, and so oh, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I never felt comfortable in there. I'd always go there thinking like, well, I'm gonna leave here not feeling any better about myself, <laughs> uh, never gonna have a good set. And then one time, out of the fucking maybe 25 times that I did that, mic, one time, I had a good set, and I left there like, fuck, yeah. <laughs> like, and in hindsight, like, it means nothing, but it was just a small moral victory it's for that me. I did good in this place yeah. that is just the fucking grind yeah. and destroys yeah. you. Yeah. And then, uh, so that's probably the high point of T2. So the low point, um, and there were a lot of them, was... Uh, I was sitting there watching somebody else's set uh, and I uh wanted to scoot my stool forward and I reached under and, and grabbed it and was gonna was gonna scoot forward with it and uh it was wet and slimy. And I was oh. like, oh and I know that place oh. is like a swingers club when it's not an open mic, so I was like, oh
0: God. Just it. like I wish I could believe this was boogers. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, that's a,
1: <laughs> <laughs> what a shitty thought to have, you know, like man, I really wish this were boogers. Like somebody <laughs> else's boogers. But it's oh, but gross. it's probably I don't even want to you know what I, let's not even really is that <laughs> no, bad uh, no I went to the bathroom immediately though I was like I probably got hepatitis you know but <laughs> washed my hands and uh, I was Whoa. like oh god damn you t 2s
0: <laughs> so your first first set at uh, a boys, po po boys. Yeah. yeah did it go did it go like a first set goes uh, no it probably went better than than most people's first
1: set I don't know I, I got laughs. Okay. Um, uh, I also got not laughs, you know, at certain points, but that happens. Uh but here's the deal, man. It was just it was just me selling the joke because they were terrible jokes, man. Really? Well, yeah, let's I'll be honest. Give they me were, one. Just give me one. Oh, uh, you motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I wanna I wanna pick one that's representative of how bad they were at the time, okay. but not the worst and not the best. Okay. Uh Okay. So, Ooh, distressed leather. I, I remember it was so stupid. <laughs> this is, it is called distressed leather. Oh man, I can't believe you're making me do this shit. Uh, so yeah, I get up there and I'm like, yeah, I was shopping uh, at the mall the other day. What, I forget how it goes. So this is the gist of it. Shopping at the mall the other day. I was looking at these leather jackets and I, I noticed one of them said distressed leather. And I thought, where's the fucking cow that this comes from? You know like what did what did they do to this poor cow like cow's already have a shitty life you know, what, what did they? They're like, yeah, cows, you stuck. Let's distress it even further. Like, some manipulative dude just tied a, a cow to the railroad tracks. He was all dastardly, and, you know, the train's coming,
0: and the cow's just like, meow, meow, this sucks. <laughs> you talk that 30 seconds, and that's Yeah, chance. dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that awesome? It's fucking, oh oh, fucking killer, bro. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So there was that. Um, <laughs> and you got some laughs. I did. That's good though, man. I mean, like I said, it was just, you've grown. Yeah. You don't do shit like that. No. Yeah. (laughs) Oh God. If I did,
1: just fucking please kill me.
0: I always feel like that's a hard, like how long did you do that joke before you dropped it? Probably
1: like maybe five weeks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then I was like, oh, you know what, man? I, I just kept going to more mics and seeing people that I liked, you know, and, and how their approach to comedy was. And uh, I was like, man, I need to, I need to make some changes, <laughs> you
0: know. <laughs> so, yeah, I get, yeah. I get that, I get that. But you were, but you always had kind of the naturalness on stage, like you were, you could sell a joke as you describe it.
1: Yeah, I've always, uh, I've always done pretty good with my stage presence. Um, and I mean, what's kind of weird is I think now, actually, I, I'm way less animated and and things than I used to be. Uh, like I said, I think in the, in the early days, because I was so insecure about my material and just being fresh and being on stage. Right. And, and part of it was actually just blind ignorance and, and my ego being like, yeah, like you're funny at parties and shit like that. So that was kind of my approach, you know, to comedy was, I was very animated and, and would sell jokes and, and whatnot. And then I just thought, man,
0: you know, this is, this is not the kind of shit that legends are remembered for. You know right. I mean? Right. So. right. And this like, is the kind of, like the material. Now you're, now you feel more confident in your material. So you're like, I don't have to.
1: Bleh, yeah. Ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, cause I mean, I've, I've had sets where I've been, you know, under the weather or just didn't have the energy or, or not motivated f- for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and, and get up. And even though I think, well, I'm about to have a shitty set like still I wouldn't have a great set, but I'd still get over just on the, the, the content of what I was saying instead of how I was saying it. Okay.
0: So, so the material is strong enough that it can be better than, you know, if you miss a, a smile beat or whatever.
1: Right. Exactly. And don't get me wrong, man. Like I, I I still know that I have uh, a a lot of room for growth and that's one of the things that I've been, um, uh, pushing myself for is, is to just be, get better at writing and stuff. And, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe this will make sense to you. The way that I approach comedy is I'm constantly trying to evaluate where I'm weakest. And then a lot of people shy away from like, oh, like they, they kind of focus maybe on their strong points. I focus on what I'm shitty at and then try to get better at that. Yeah. So, you know, right now, um, and, and you know how it works. It's kind of like you take levels, you take steps up and and you can kind of feel your progression. Yeah. Yeah. uh, and so, right now, I yeah, my writing needs to get better, but it's not my biggest weakness like right now, my focus is on my delivery cadence, that type of thing, and in another month or two from now, then it'll probably go back to writing because I'm already starting to feel pretty bored of what I'm doing, even though I got some new stuff that's working, that'll yeah. start feeling good, but um, some of the older stuff that I'm using right now it's yeah it's starting to get stale
0: I get that, I get that yeah. I'm actually I'm thinking about comedy right now in almost the opposite way. Yeah. What you're focused on or like my writing, I feel is like, like I feel like my jokes are good. I feel like I'm terrible at telling them like more than anything. Yeah. And it's, here's something, I don't know if you, if you do this, but do you ever like listen to old like recordings or view or see old tapes of yourself? And then you start noticing something that you never noticed before. And you realize that you have this bad habit. Oh, absolutely! Never yeah. noticed. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. been doing that lately, and it's something that's so. Uh, this is. I was. I was talking with uh, John Gamora yesterday. I. I actually greatly dislike my own voice.
1: Oh really? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> it's. Uh, <laughs> well, it's better than your laugh. So. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. <laughs> um. Yeah, you know, I don't, uh, here's the deal, man. Like you're, you're constantly producing material. Yeah. And so, I mean, obviously I think as, as, as a comedian writing is probably one of your stronger points. So yeah, yeah. it is good for you. And if yeah, if you hate the way that your voice sounds, I mean, here's the, deal. you can only change it so much. We're born with the voice that we got. Oh, totally. Totally. Um, and I get that. Sometimes I listen to myself. I'm like, God, I sound fucking dumb, you know? Um, or I, or I hate the way that it sounds. I think everybody kind of has that. Uh huh sometimes I have it more than other points. And if that's what you're going through, then just, uh, he's, I mean, Johnny was going through the same thing when he first started, he had, he had a really different kind of stage voice Uh and, and, uh, and, and cadence. And he, I remember he was going through a period where he was trying different stuff. And some of it, man, I was like, man, that doesn't like, that's whatever you're looking for. That ain't it. (laughs) (laughs) But then, and, but he found it and quickly, um, and that's a uh, so i get what you're saying that was one of the toughest things for me too was was finding was finding my voice and i mean i don't i don't think i'm still there yet cuz i was just watching myself from about 9 10 months ago and i was like damn it man like i'm still doing things that i don't like yeah 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 so yeah. yeah i i understand so it's good though to to be real with yourself and recognize
0: where you're weak and then I feel I feel like that's, that's a good indicator that you're, like, progressing at this at the, yeah, yeah. At the right way. Yeah. Because if you're able to look at yourself and be like, here's what's fucked up. Right. Here's what needs work. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm scared of people who come off stage like, I crushed. Like, whoa. Oh, yeah. No. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. But that's. that's yeah. Rough. It's
1: uh it, it's rough, man. Because we're always. I don't know. You're probably the same way, but I'm I'm my biggest critic. You know, oh totally. Uh, it's just like, man, but it's, I think that's that drive to get better, and I think ultimately, that's what's going to make you uh, a much better comedian, especially over
0: those people that always think they crush. Yeah, it's it's good. like I think being your, a strong critic of yourself is what helps keep you grounded. Yeah, and what helps keep you from being like an asshole. Yeah,
1: and it, and it's tough, man, because you know, we're putting ourselves out there. Like I always compare uh, people. Out there, oh, what's it like being a comedian? Like it's like being a stripper. Okay. Yeah. You know, I come out on stage, I get naked, and I hope you like it.
0: You know, like, <laughs> I hope I hope you make it rain. But instead of one's laughter, you yeah, know, it's like you, you, we're both bare and all up there. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, but what it's we do is dip.
1: actual talent. You know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, well, I mean, we all. I mean, no. What we do is skill. <laughs> Titties would be talent. Yeah, that's, like, uh, that's just natural. Yeah. Well, you, you just have that. You can't motorboat skill.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that should
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's make t-shirts. That is fucking <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the tally. Of your first uh, your first album, Daniel Humbert. You can't, can't motorboat skill. skill. <laughs>
1: Uh, I like that, man. I uh, for a long time I thought my first album title was gonna be "Death Makes Me Horny." Oh yeah, I think yeah. You're, yeah,
0: cause you yeah, because you had that uh, that long joke about taking my dog to the vet. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, here's the deal: if
1: that's gonna be my album title, better start working on it. But now nah, I don't know. I kind of do like you can't motorboat skill. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really good. Uh, it's a really accurate good yeah. expression.
0: I can dig it. yeah,
1: especially when uh when things aren't going well like uh, i've been I've been having a pretty good streak lately, but then there was a few weeks ago at the infirmary, and then um, another show after that. I think one that I did in sF it was just totally mediocre, but especially that one at the infirmary. Um, i I just got out there and nothing was working, and I felt like just the ugliest stripper and and I didn't even want to keep doing more jokes. It felt like I was taking off more clothes, and they were just getting more and more uncomfortable, and I was like, yeah. should I keep taking off clothes? Or... <laughs> no? Okay, I'll just put this back on and leave with no dignity instead.
0: It, uh, it was terrible. That's always, like, a rough moment when you're doing a set and you feel, like, it turned to a part where you know um, yeah. it might not be. Like, like do you kind of... Have you gotten to a point where you still, like... Do you still kind of panic in those moments, or are you still, like... I don't really panic. I just, uh... I just accept that it's happening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's grim. No,
1: uh, uh, cause usually, I mean, if things aren't going well, I have a couple, um, hitters in my bag that I can dig into and, and at least get it back to where I, I have a mediocre set or, you know, like I'll at least close decently or something, but you know, fuck every, every once in a while you go out there and, and you just don't do well from start to finish. And, um, I, I just look at it as, like, okay, it depends on, on the room and where it happens. Like, if it right. were an important gig, like, if that happened uh, at Cobbs or the Throckmorton or something, especially because the Throckmorton audience is such a cupcake. They're, they're awesome. Yeah. Uh, if it happened out there, I'd be, like, it, it, it would bother me. But at the infirmary, it's, like, that's our workout gym, basically, anyway. So not as bad. Uh, and plus, I've had enough things go well. That I know, okay. Next time out, but yeah, it does. You, you get inspired because then if that happens, then your next time out, you're like, all right, I want to fucking do well to get that taste out of my mouth. Oh, so totally, like, yeah. totally. Like you have yeah. to,
0: you have to kind of work yourself back up to have yeah. some confidence. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> but but in those moments, um, yeah, I, I don't I don't panic. I just look at it as like, okay, I'm gonna try this and get him back. And if it doesn't work, then. I'm just going to accept there was no, that. There was no getting yeah. them back. Yeah. You're and just going to have to. You know, I don't know if they were tired or I just sucked or what. I mean, sometimes it's both. And, and you got to be pretty uh, honest with yourself about why it's happening. You know, that night at the infirmary, um, it's just they weren't feeling me, you know. Yeah. And and part of that is, well, I mean, almost all of it is on me. Like, you know, hey, they, they might not be for me or I might not be for them. Um, and then that's the way it is. So. It's good though. Makes you want
0: to makes you want to grow and be better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Were there were there was anyone else on the show that night like hit really hard by comparison? Yeah,
1: like almost everybody else.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I get, I've been no like I I I've been noticing this thing like I've been uh going on like before and after, like uh, D Tyler a lot. Lately. Oh, okay, yeah. Like at your show, and then actually at a couple of mics lately. I've been going on yeah. like right before him or right after him. Yeah. And every time that happens, like I see him go up, and I just die inside. Oh yeah. Not because yeah, it's not just because it's funny, but because it's like, holy shit! I like by comparison, I'm garbage.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. here's D Tyler is. Is one of the the best comedians I think in our area, as far as just going up and he can just go. He can command you know, unscripted. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's an immediate presence, and then unscripted, just start talking about the most random shit. And uh, yeah, oh, dude, it's it's he he's one of my favorite local dudes. Uh, you know, when he takes the stage, you want to you want to see what he's gonna say next. Absolutely, yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, is he one of those guys that kind of like. Are there guys in the scene who you watch and you're kind of like intimidated a little bit like you want to you want to like that's something to aspire to? Um, I mean, yes. And I, I see
1: people in the scene that I admire, you know, I like what they do. Right. And it works for them. Um, I'm I'm not afraid to follow anybody from Sacramento. Right. Right. Um. I used to uh like d Tyler is tough to follow sometimes um but now it's uh like I I guess it just depends on where I'm at too like if I'm feeling confident I yeah I don't care I'll follow whoever but um there were times especially before uh my material was getting better and my my stage presence uh wasn't as good uh so maybe like a year ago uh-huh. uh fuck I hated following Carlos really yeah he can he can whip the room into a frenzy, man. And, and just, and it makes it feel so organic and, and he can take control of a room, take the fucking breath out of it and then leave the stage like boom, you know? And, and that used to really intimidate me. Uh, it, it doesn't as much anymore. Um, just because I feel like I've gotten better, but also now I realize the expectation is I'm not going to be able to replicate what he did. So I'm just gonna have to do my own thing. And so, yeah i i don't i i don't really get intimidated to follow anybody uh from sack. I used to get intimidated to follow mike e too mm-hmm. because uh i mean fuck he's mike e he's yeah. hilarious you know and uh has nothing to do with oh his his credits and all that he's just a really fucking good comedian you know and that is intimidating because you're like man I'm not you know a lot of i'm not on that level you know and Whatnot, but just now I go out there, I do my thing, and it's hey, he's gonna do well, and I can do well too. You know, that's the but way you, I look at it. But
0: you do well in the way that that you do well.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I can't go out there and be Mike E because that's I, I just can't. I <laughs> mean, for can't. obvious reasons. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I've gone out there with an apple, which just doesn't work. Right, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but um. But yeah, I don't know. I I like the challenge now more because I feel like you can get growth out of it. Yeah, it's also a good measuring stick for you, because if you go out there and you follow a dude like that and you suck, well, then fucking go back to the drawing board and (laughs) figure out what you need to improve on. But if you can go out there afterwards and hold your own, it makes you feel good. It's like, I'm I'm getting closer to where I want to be.
0: Hmm, that makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I like. I like Are you scared silly. to follow anybody? Uh, Besides am I scared D to follow anybody? Yeah. I'm well, I'm not scared to follow D. Tyler. Well, I guess. It's but I am is what I meant. here. Like, it feels like I'll follow whoever, but I'm also of the. I get it in my head about like, you're about to go through like a grinder. Right. Does that make sense? Like, you know, at your best, you can't mail it in. Yeah. At your best, you're not going to be able to hit what just happened or what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. So you got to kind of do your best anyway. Right. Knowing that, (laughs) you know what I mean? Kind of like, I know I'm going to do, I know I'm not going to suck. I know I'm going to hit all my marks. I know I'm going to get the laughs that I'm going to get. Yeah. But I know the moment he goes up, it's the yardstick comparison is going to exist. There's a light switch that's going to go on. So it's like, I'm going to do as well as I can, of course. But I know that as well as I can do, it's not going to be that. Gotcha. (laughs) Just in just the raw sound of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I it, it's, I'm I'm st- see. I'm st- I'm still really new. I'm still figuring shit out. Yeah,
1: and yeah. You are. How long? Uh, how long has it been? One
0: and a half years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I An mean, infant. yeah. If, uh,
1: yeah. But hey, I mean, that's <laughs> uh, <laughs> at least. Uh, like I said, those are those are yardstick moments, and then you're gonna get to a point where you're not intimidated to follow people. Yeah, and. Uh, whether it's whether it's you're actually like I'm fucking that good or you're just like well I, I know what I'm capable of and uh, you know you have a different point of view on it either way um, you should be excited man because you're already you're already pretty good <laughs> You know, and you're only going to get better, and you're only a year and a half in. I mean, there's a lot of people that probably love to be where you're at
0: a year and a half in. See, so, that can, that yeah. confuses me so much. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Because it I, wasn't backhanded. Like, no, 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 I understand. Okay. I understand, what you mean, but it goes back to that that own worst critic thing. Right. It's like, I, 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 I don't know. Like I, I get pra- I do get praise a lot. That is something that it's, I've noticed. Like people yeah. tend to praise me, yeah. and it freaks me out. I'm yeah, like, no. well,
1: good though. Let it freak you out because yeah. don't get used to it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> because I mean, here's the and especially it depends on who you're getting praise from. Yeah. I mean, it, it's cool to get good feedback from anybody, whether Absolutely. they be an open mic or an audience member or one of your peers that you really admire. I mean, it's always it always feels good, obviously, to get that praise. But you gotta be careful if you get it too much um, from one set of people. It can, you know, can be to your detriment. Yeah, you might, you might kind of. I'm not saying that you'll slough off, but it might give you the wrong idea as far as like, oh, I need to go here or there. Um, one one thing about you, like I said, you're constantly generating material, and I like that. Um, but I don't see you, uh, necessarily developing a five or ten minute chunk right all the time. And right, I think right. that right now. It, and I get it. Like you get sick of sick of those jokes and like, you always want to move forward. And I think that's something that will definitely be to your advantage and make you um, a really good comedian in the long no, run yeah, it, yeah. is that, you know, capability to, to just develop and, and generate new material all the time. But I think if you just took uh, not even necessarily a time out from, from writing or whatever, obviously, but just when you started doing shows or mics and focusing on, you know, pick out your jokes that you think are, are the best and then polish them up. Yeah. And and um it might help you. I mean No, it would help me. Yeah. It, yeah not I, that it might, it would. Like that's
0: yeah. that goes back even to the, the other things I'm worried about is it's like I need to be able to build up how I talk on stage, how I carry right. myself. So I need I need a set that like the one thing that isn't bad about this is the material. Right. Everything else has to be what I'm working on. Yeah. Like that's yeah. the control. Yeah. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. And I do get um, I do get bored of material Yeah, really fast, Yeah, but I also realize like I have to, I have to have that other aspect of it. Yeah. Working to my yeah. advantage. It, it yeah. would probably help you because
1: then once you start delivering the same jokes, you can start delivering them in different ways. Yeah. And then that would help you find, you know, change, whatever change you want to make with as far as your delivery cadence, voice, whatever. Totally. Um, and plus it allows you to polish up. And besides that, Uh, the old adage, the joke is never done. That'd help you because you get bored of material. Well, you can write from the stage too. You come up with, uh, with new tags or, or whatever all the time. Uh, you tell a joke five times. And especially if you're going to, you know, mess around with trying to make certain changes uh, to your delivery, it's going to come out five different ways. Yeah. And you, you know, you're going to, you're going to write tags from the stage. You're going to have things that happen in the moment where you're like, oh, that makes that better. And then that's just part
0: of the, the process of polishing. No doubt. So, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. yeah. yeah. Absolutely right. <laughs> right on, man. <laughs> what is your, what's, okay, yeah. this might sound like a weird question. What is your, like, overall comedy goal? Is it just, like, to enjoy the ride? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when I first started, um,
1: I thought, hey, if I, can, if I can pay my bills and make a living doing this, it doesn't have to be an awesome living. Yeah. But because I'm, I'm like I said, I'm not that money driven. I mean, fuck, I would I would love to have a lot of money, I guess. Yeah, because for obvious reasons, you wouldn't can, turn it away. No, yeah, absolutely, absolutely not. Like I, I love to travel. Um, I want to be able to take care of my responsibilities. Um, yeah. Plush living sounds sounds pretty great. Yeah. But uh, but it's not a necessary. I don't know. I'm just not driven in that way. Like uh, I, I hate advertising. I think that it's all you know, bullshit lies to make us feel insecure and blah, 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 blah. But, uh, <laughs> uh anyway, back, yeah, that's my problem, man. I get it. I just fucking ramble so many times. That's another thing. I was watching my set. I'm like, man, I got to economize my words. I get, oh, yeah, I get, yeah, I get, yeah. I get yeah. kinda rambly, but, um, overall comedy goal. <laughs> uh, I just want to, I just want to, I just want to be able to live off of it. I want to make a living doing comedy. Anything on top of that is frosting on the cake. Um, but my comedy dream, I guess would be, uh, I'd love to be huge in a place like Europe or Australia where you go there and they're just, you know, you're like you're a known person maybe where you're walking down the street. And of course not everybody's going to know you, but a lot of people are like, Oh, Hey, I'm fucking, I like your comedy. I like what you do. Blah, 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 blah. Um, selling out theaters, that type of stuff. And then you come back home to the States and you know, you're walking down the street and most people, unless they're a comedy fan, might not know who you are, yeah, uh, but you can still have enough of a jaw to headline and tour and do clubs and whatnot, uh but then so you kind of have that duality i don't know,'m Jim, and I think that's horoscope, probably bullshit too, but i I don't know it's just I like the duality of thinking, hey, I can go somewhere and you know be like the shit as far as comedy, like, oh man, like yeah, we're gonna pack out this theater and see this dude, and then have an aspect of anonymity. In, in my life and, and be more in like the club circuit because I feel that's where the best comedy happens.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, shit, that's a pretty <laughs> <laughs> right? that'd be, that'd that's be, good focus. Yeah. That'd that's, be, a good, a, that's a good, that's a good, that'd be goal. a good life. Well, yeah. shit, man. I hope you, I hope you get that.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I, I hope we all do, man. Yeah. That's uh, pretty safe, dude. Yeah.
0: Unless, unless your goals are bigger then I hope you get that shit. Um, nah, I have, well, Not as as thought out as that. Although now, uh, hearing you tell them, like, man, that's a good way. That's a good thing to want.
1: Imagine getting paid uh, in euros, (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) and just making all the money that you need for the rest of the year within, like, a four- to six-month time frame. Yeah. You come back here. You do some headlining tours because you want to. Then you spend, like, maybe a month or something with your family. Yeah. And then the other two months out of the year, you go to Thailand and live like a king. (laughs) And then – and then you just do it, and then you just like do it. You
0: build in king time. Yeah, man. You just go,
1: <laughs> go to Thailand. I mean, when I say live like a king, it's just because your money goes far. Actually, yeah. when I went there, it was um, it was pretty humbling. I uh, I wasn't like, yeah, I'm spending money like a big time American. I was more like, oh, let's go visit the Buddhist temple and had to, you know I wanted to go be in the jungle and and swim in the waterfalls and stuff. And, yeah. Uh, uh, but then also uh, there were a ton of gorgeous Dutch girls. And so <laughs> <laughs> like that's, I say that I used to say that in my acumen that there's before I went to Thailand, people were like, oh, man, be careful. Like a lot of the prostitutes are trannies and stuff like that. I was like, man, I'm not I'm not going there for for Taiwan. I'm going there for to like meet other people that are traveling and whatnot. And it uh, it worked. dude. It was, <laughs> it was it was a good time. Like, I don't on sound anyway whatever i know how i sound right
0: now No, so that's everybody's fine. listening like, you're goddamn right i
1: sound this way because i had a fantastic time
0: and she was hot god damn it she was hot as fuck she was she was so hot that he grew as a person i did <laughs> i uh i did <laughs> that's excellent <absolutely incredible>. brother <laughs> well shit how, how do you feel man how do you feel about what about all we've talked about you feel good yeah, man. I uh, I was
1: actually looking forward to it because um you and I have never really got to sit down and uh and get to know each other better. No we haven't. So I'm I was glad.
0: uh I was looking forward to it, man. Yeah, this is yeah. cool. I'm glad this happened. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> me too, for sure. Uh, any 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 last any last lingering thoughts? You wanna get out there? 'Cause I I need to get you to Tommy John again. Like, yeah, what Tommy John Like is you're it? the kid, I need to take you to the McDonalds to yeah, totally. I need to get you to John again. <laughs> yeah, right. Before it's too late. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, I uh any lingering thoughts, no, just um I don't know if if uh, I guess I'll just get this out there. There was a there was a time like I, I know I've been kind of hard to approach for for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're new still like, yeah, fuck, it, I don't care about you because like a lot of people come, <laughs> they try comedy and within six months, you never see them again. So yeah. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. But if you stick around and whatnot, I, I do enjoy getting to know people. It's just if I've come across as a dick, it's probably just because I was going through a hard time. But. I don't know. Or you've rubbed me the wrong way because you're not a good person, you know, <laughs> uh, which is something that's happening right now. Yeah. Uh, not right now with you and me. But oh yeah. 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 Like, uh, Whoa, that got real. Yeah, yeah. I know. Right. I fucking, after all that nice stuff I've said, I, I secretly hate you, Joe judge. <laughs> I came here to murder you. <laughs> this is goodbye. Um, now that, that's it, man. Like, uh, I don't know. I, I'm in a better place. I feel good. Um, I'd like to see everybody succeed, unless you're a cuntbag as a person, and then go, <laughs> and then go fuck yourself. That's my <laughs> those are my lingering thoughts. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Thanks, thanks for coming, Dan. Yeah, I man. really appreciate it. Uh, uh,
0: cool. Hey, folks, that's been the show. I hope you really enjoyed it. Next week, I'm talking to the very interesting Mazzy McDade. She runs a very awesome show called The Deep End that I frequent, and she's a pretty interesting person all around. Uh, That's it for this week. If you want to talk more, you can get at me on Twitter, at BuckyGums. You can like our Facebook page, The Liquor Lamp Podcast with Jojo Lewis. That's what it is on Facebook. And, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. Rate us, review us, share us with people, especially on Stitcher, because that's how people find us. I'm Jojo Lewis. Have a good one. told you this would work.